1: And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day.
2: Tiger Woods is back. Sort of,
0: I guess. I mean, you know, why do people keep talking about this guy when he isn't winning? Who does he think he is? Me?
3: Okay, Danica Patrick is getting vilified for her performance as the MC of uh, the Emmys, uh, the uh, Espies last night. Uh, she's a race car driver. What did you expect? Right. You don't want Norm McDonald anymore, right? <laughs> if you're not going to have Norm, and it sounds to me. I think a lot of people dislike her because she's now dating Aaron Rodgers. But people disliked her before that. Well, she came off a little snippy, right, Mm -hmm. when things didn't go well. Although, what's the main reason we disliked her? Uh, She divorced her husband and took up with Ricky Stenhouse, but is that a problem in America anymore? Why do we care? Younger guy, yeah, why do we care? And, you know, she was not terribly successful as a driver, but... All.
4: she poked fun at herself in that joke. Yes,
3: yes, she did. But here's the good. Here's the other thing. I didn't see it. Of course, I've never watched five minutes of the ESPYS. We won the championship, by the way, for the play. The best, uh, Keenum, the best Keenum moment to uh, Stefan Diggs, yes. Oh yeah, and oh. Keenum and Steph uh, Stefan Diggs were there together, and uh, and Stefan Diggs said to him, "Nice pass." I was glad but, that they uh, nice they guy. really
0: they captured that moment well with the Joe Buck call. I thought that was a really nice touch. Uh,
3: uh, Joe Buck was fantastic, but uh, <laughs> but here is the other thing: they had a skit, an I Tonya skit, Manny. Really. In which Danica played both herself and her alcohol swilling mother. <laughs> you know. That's pretty good. And and Aaron Rodgers showed up and wore the must- the creepy mustache like their like her husband, uh like uh Tanya's husband has really? in the uh thing. So that's gotta be funny, right? Sure, sure. I mean, if you've seen the movie, it's gotta be pretty funny. Gosh, that movie was good. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> they should have had Alice and Janie show up to play. To her play mom the model would have been great. Skit. That would have been, because nobody, <laughs> I tell you what, Alice Jady, one of the 10 greatest performances oh my I've gosh, seen it was great. in my life of a Guy who a career moviegoer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable how good she was. And
4: she did win an Oscar for that, right? Yes, I think, she did. Uh,
3: God, yes. Well, the others should have just said, we're not even showing up. We know who this <laughs> is going to. But then she also was joined on stage by a young girl who they kind of did a parody of called one of Danny kids, one of Danica's kids, you know, this youth group she had. And this kid comes in, this young kid comes out there, And says she wants to, she aspires to be a host like Danica. And then she starts telling uh, age-inappropriate jokes. (laughs) Uh, And Danica's looking horrified. And one of them involved LeBron James buying two houses in Brentwood and... uh, for, and caused the biggest stir for a black man in Brentwood Brent since O.J. Simpson. Wow. They, they had <laughs> the little girl say that joke and she goes, ah, like that. Danica goes uh, horrified. <laughs> so it sounds to me like wasn't that bad, right?
0: I didn't see much of it. I, I kind of swore off the Espies after mm-hmm. the whole Caitlyn Jenner uh, situation yes, a couple so, of years ago.
3: They had a little better uh, winners of the Courage Award this time. The uh, hundred and some victims of Larry Nassar.
0: I was going to say, Angela, I, I, I did yeah. watch that clip online, which I thought was a, an extremely mm-hmm. powerful moment. Uh, Maggie Nichols moment. was
3: one of them, one of our uh, gals. And what, they had three or four of them speak. Yeah,
0: right? And then I also watched the Jim Kelly speech. Um. Yeah. Which I, was uh, I, I did see that. Yeah. Too, yeah. But uh, other than that, I didn't so see. He's, uh,
3: he's got to go back again.
0: Huh? Yeah. And it's it, uh, it looks bleak. Did, uh, 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 did he? Did admit that? And his. Uh... No, but I I know that his family because they had a lot of um mm-hmm. footage. Then of course they played the part where he's talking about his son in his Hall of Fame Hunter, speech right before yeah. his son passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, which was which was pretty. Anyway, anyway. we're
3: giving we're giving uh, Danica a little love today as our sports person of the day. But
0: every time we went through this, what was it last year or the year before when Peyton hosted? I thought he did a pretty good job, yeah, and people like people find. took well, him to not, task too. They're
3: not comedians. They're not, you know, if you want someone who's good at it, get Billy Crystal. You know? Or Otherwise, Norm MacDonald. Yeah, or Norm <laughs> MacDonald. Bring him back.
4: Well, the Peyton thing, too, remember, he made the joke to Kevin Durant, and they put the camera on Durant, and oh, Durant that's was, right. like, mad and well, all that yeah, other well, stuff. That's, and well, that's... Because Kevin Durant is so sensitive. There should that,
3: always be a Kevin Durant joke, even if he's not there, he's because not there. he's such a sensitive jackass. <laughs> I used to love him, too. Man, alive. Anyway, uh, Danica first married a physical, a physical therapist named Paul Edward Hospenthal in 2005. So, you know, she was just getting her racing career going there. And in January, 2013, she filed for divorce. Uh, you know, the old irretrievable uh, differences. Uh, and at the time, she also revealed she was dating Ricky Stanhouse Jr. Well, and late uh, 2017, it was confirmed that her and uh, Stenhouse had broken up, and she's now dating uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron likes strong, forceful women, right? Because apparently Olivia had boarded him around, and now I think Danica's, I don't think she takes no heat from, she's not going to kowtow out anybody either, now,
0: is she? Remind me, did they start dating after the Packers season had ended? Oh, so, I
3: think they were dating before that. Were they, they dating they while he was still let, playing? Because he and Olivia broke up. What, a year ago? Okay. Uh, he, he and Olivia grew up. And the Packer fans were very hopeful. That meant they were going to the Super Bowl because they blamed Olivia for his uh, poor start to the 2016 Well, season.
0: that's where I was going with it because I couldn't remember if they had blamed Danica in any way for the, no, the injury they, that they he did, suffered. They didn't
3: know that uh, Danica was in the picture until, what, this year,
0: because they were spotted at the Bucks game, right? Wasn't that? That when was they- it. Yeah, yeah that yeah. Was
3: it? And then she when he became it, part owner, and she confirmed
0: it. Much uh, like half of the Green Bay people are they, part owners. Uh, in the, in the she's team. older
3: than him by two years, I think. I think
0: she. Oh, she's, Ooh, she's uh, robbing the cradle, you yeah, see. March twenty
3: fifth, nineteen eighty two. Well, she yeah. robbed it severely with Ricky Stenhouse. That was several years difference. Hmm. She likes young guys. Well. So that probably knocks me out of the picture. I say, I okay, probably should
0: just keep know. my balls shut. Yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> <A little laughs> well, anyway, sports person. Hey, today. congratulations, Danica. Danica. does sound like doesn't sound like it was that bad. If you do an eye, Tanya satire i'm all for it. one plus you've got a
0: team of people that are writing this stuff sure, for
3: you how bad can you do be? With it yeah you got nothing to do with it. Come on. the bad jokes are the ones they wrote for her they're not her jokes so uh
1: was it the jokes or the timing because well, well the I, timing was not yeah. but, but
3: how do you expect her to have timing? i don't you know i don't yeah she's a, a terrible race car you driver know, Oh, she's get,
0: supposed to have timing.
3: Gets, <laughs> get Cedric the entertainer if you want high timing. That'd be what great. the hell? Oh, Reavers
1: actually got one right here, first time in years. Norm McDonald. He should well, be the he did, per, know, should well. be the permanent. Did host. you uh,
5: hear yeah. the first
3: one? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unless you kill
0: her.
5: unless you kill your uh, wife in ex- a way. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
3: that's brilliant. Yes. That's brilliant. Yes. <laughs> never they never even let him walk by the place slowly. He's not yeah. even allowed the, to watch <laughs> ESPN the, anymore. The, the,
4: no. the best part about that whole thing, too, was after he made the joke. They put the camera on Ken Griffey Jr. And and Jr. just looked so uncomfortable. <laughs> so been told. Oh,
3: because they're all a bunch of weenies. All right, Danica, we're, we're in your corner. Way to go, girl. Matthew Collar covers the Vikings and other matters for 1500ESPN.com. I got a Mike Hughes question for you, sir, the number one draft choice. Okay, what is it? Uh, okay. You get, you get drafted in the slot. There's about a certain amount of money they're going to give you. Uh, what are you waiting for? Are you trying to get more of it guaranteed? Can you get more of it guaranteed? Is that what the deal is?
2: Okay. I'm trying to remember this from last year, because there was some sort of holdout from some other players last year leading up to camp. And I can't remember what it was. I, I, maybe it was the injury guarantees or a certain language, but they were very unclear with what that language is. So I think it's beyond just the actual dollars and cents, but there are some other details on it that I I think they have to work out. But I think that that's it, and everybody gets signed. So it's not like the old days where that was a big storyline of, like, when will the guy get signed and will he hold out and all that stuff. So, But does he get the whole
3: nine then? Uh, I mean, nine, whatever it is, eight or whatever, 9.8 or whatever he signed for. Does he get that, or they can still... The only thing he's
2: like everybody else, the only thing he's guaranteed is that first check they got him? Oh yeah, no, I mean the his uh, whole rookie deal is guaranteed, okay. which is one of the major benefits of being a first round draft pick.
3: Okay, all right. So it's guaranteed. So I didn't so upfront money then would be something you might want to argue about, whether you get five million right right now or four and a half or whatever, right?
2: Yeah, that that could be, but mm-hmm. um, Honestly, I I don't really know because it's it's not something I've ever really bothered with since they have this slotting. It's like, well, the guy will be there, and that's all there is to it.
3: Matthew, the amazing thing about that last deal they cut was uh, not only did they steal all the money from the first-round draft choices, the NFL Players Association, but they allowed them to slap that extra year on there
2: so they can hold them for five years. Well yeah, but I wouldn't really cry for any of the guys who get that fifth year option because uh yeah, the Anthony fifth. Barr the Yeah, he's making uh twelve million dollars. You're right about having that option, but um I mean once if you get to that point where they exercise it, you are getting paid big time money.
3: Uh we were talking about this uh and we won't go into great detail. We were talking a little about it last night about uh Coach Zimmer and his new quarterback, and how those two uh, varied personalities are going to go about uh, getting along with each other. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll get along fine at the get-go, but Mike has a tendency to get crusty after defeats, and it will be
2: interesting how that works out. Yeah, and I think he just has a general disdain for quarterbacks anyway. (laughs) Yeah. His his disposition toward quarterbacks, I think, in general, is that if if his name is not Teddy Bridgewater, that he's not a big fan. (laughs) Although, he did start to come around on Sam Bradford in training camp last year. And I think that the best-case scenario for Cousins is that during training camp, he can kind of earn some credit with Zimmer. But the interesting scenario that we could come across at some point is mike zimmer gets frustrated in the middle of the season and he forgets that he promised rick Spielman that he wouldn't call him out in the press conference <laughs> He does it anyway right i mean with case keenum uh that, he was kind of a saint last year for not getting too agitated because uh, you know keenum could have said okay well you know play play teddy bridgewater on his constructed knee or, or something or like or that kyle slaughter you like him, you know? or
3: kyle slaughter right. who the fans want to play quarterback but uh, <laughs> yeah
2: right anyway yeah, play the- Play the guy that got cut by the Broncos who had no good quarterbacks last year. Play him instead. I mean, Keenum, it was amazing that he never snapped back, and he always just said, yeah, well, that's fine. That's just how it is. But I think Cousins has a different disposition than that. I think he's a guy that doesn't necessarily like to get criticized at all or doesn't necessarily take it that well uh, every time, And, and he's usually kind of the one dishing it out a little bit more through the media, so that it will be very interesting to see. And you can guarantee that he's going to turn the ball over. It's one thing that has been consistent with him for his three years in Washington is that he's had a high number of fumbles and a fairly high number of interceptions. So if he does that here, that's the number one thing that drives Zimmer crazy. Well, and uh, the
3: interceptions aren't uh, – with, the, with the Viking fans, you will discover – we really have a hard time with fumbles. The uh, Dante. Uh, anytime you try to say anything nice about Dante, they'd say, "Ah, he fumbles too much." Uh, so we <laughs> we we don't like those fumbles. Uh, Dante could throw two interceptions. We were okay, but if he fumbled, they
2: got very upset. Small hands. Well, He's got
3: small hands.
2: And I and I haven't um, shook Kirk Cousins' hand yet to see if it's too <laughs> small or not, but. Uh, you know, it, what the thing with Cousins, and this is where it could be a concern with the fumbles, mm-hmm. is Rashad Hill and Riley Reef mm-hmm. are gonna very likely be your starting tackles from opening day. And neither one of those guys is a top-notch pass protector. I think both of them are okay. Uh, Hill, that's more of his strong point than in the run game. But when they play some of these teams like, you know, when they go against Los Angeles or when they go against uh, Philadelphia or uh, the, the New Orleans Saints, who already have Cam Jordan, and then they drafted another guy in the first round. You know, how is that going to look? And, and that's one of the areas with Kirk Cousins where he doesn't necessarily always feel the pressure, and sometimes he hangs in the pocket too long. He tries to be that quarterback who makes the big time throw, hanging in the pocket. But you know, sometimes that results in you know getting a strip sack or something, and that and that could be an area that he's going to have to work on, or John D. Filippo is going to have to find a way to get the ball out of his hands. To make
3: sure they're not turning it over. Hey, uh, Matthew, I come from the era of the uh, the uh, the fearsome foursome in uh, with the L.A. Rams and the Purple People Eaters, uh, of course, with the Vikings and the Silver Rush in uh, in Detroit. Uh, now if you don't hear as much about that, you know, the the front four anymore because of the way they play defense. Uh, and the fact that they use, try to use more players in that. But Griffin, Joseph, Richardson, and Hunter has got a chance to be uh, quite the uh, what, what I would describe as a front four.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, you know, I think that they did have that last year because I always viewed Tom Johnson as, as being underrated. He created a lot of pressures but didn't get a lot of the sacks It usually ended up being, you know, Griffin or Hunter that got the sack. So I think we saw a lot of what it will look like when everything's going with Tom Johnson in there. It's just Richardson is better against the run, and when he's at his absolute best, he could be a terror in there. And there are a few teams now that have built up these defensive lines that that's kind of where their entire defense starts. And really, when you look at the numbers and who wins, it's always who passes the best on offense and who stops the pass the best on defense. And that's where there is one area where the Vikings can get better at that is rushing the passer on the road. And that's where Richardson might help a little bit because last year they were one of the worst teams at sacks on the road and one of the best at sacks at home. So that's going to be a kind of an interesting dynamic. Will Zimmer find some ways to get a little more pressure there or will the front four just create it themselves? And I think that makes everybody's job easier, you know, from the, the, the secondary and linebackers and all that. But yeah, this is, this is one of the best absolutely and and it seems like it's almost like teams are doing this like how basketball teams are just bringing all the best players in that's how that's what teams are doing with defensive lines where Philadelphia signs Michael Bennett but I mean that guy's a starter level player but they're going to bring him in as a rotational player that's the one area where the Vikings are a little behind cuz they don't have that extra fifth or sixth guy that can come in right now uh the
3: minnesota twins always when the season starts make the sacred vow that we're going to have 12 pitchers and 13 position players and by god that's the way we're going to do her and about april 15th they got 13 pitchers up here and it stays (laughs) that way pretty much for the rest of the season we always hear the sacred vow from the vikings more so than ever but but for 10 years, at least, we got to alternate the guys up front a little more often to keep them fresh. The uh, And we've really heard it this year. We want to be more like the Eagles uh, and we want to, uh, you know, change, change those guys in and out more often. Beyond Ro- Robeson, who do they have to do that?
2: Yeah, that, that reminds me of uh, with hockey players where they'll say, you know what, we need to play this guy less. We play him too many minutes, and then they get into a tough yes. stretch and the guy plays 30 minutes. Then Ryan so, Suter plays 29 minutes, yeah. So. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, well, I think it's going to be the same way this year for this front four and Everson Griffin. I think Zimmer's going to say, yep, we want to take some pressure off him and maybe – you know, get him five or ten snaps more off a game, and then when they go play, you know, Drew Brees or they go play Carson Wentz, it's Like, you're not going to give too many breaks to Everson Griffin. Where they could is if the game isn't that close. I mean, last year they're playing Everson Griffin in London against Cleveland at the end of the game, and he gets hurt. Like, what were you doing? So there are a couple of guys that they can mix in there, and maybe somebody will stand out in camp. Steven Weatherly, they drafted him two years ago. He's got great athletic gifts and is a smart guy. Just hasn't gotten on the field much, but they've kept him around. And Tashawn Bauer was excellent in training camp and preseason last uh, last year and just never got a shot. And he did get in one game and got a sack at the end of the game against the Rams. That was a guy I was really surprised that he didn't get uh, more shots at it. And they also drafted Jalen Holmes in the fourth round for his ability to get after the passer, too. Uh, They're going to move him from defensive end to defensive tackle. So, I mean, there are some guys, but nobody where you say, oh, yeah, absolutely, they brought this guy in and he's going to mix in like a Michael Bennett with Philadelphia. And you know, I mean, if somebody gets hurt, who's next? That could be an issue. The only other option they might have is uh, I'll be interested to see if they use Anthony Barr at defensive end sometimes, but You know, where are they going to adjust from there? Maybe use more defensive backs? Uh, I'm not really sure, but I think that's maybe the one tweak we might see. Okay, which
3: one of you guys is going to play Stump the Collar? Who's going to Stump the Collar in there?
0: Well, it's pretty much. He's like the lake detective. He can't yeah, stump yeah, yeah, Matthew stump Collar. Stop the collar. Ask him a, All right, I got one, Matthew brain, Collar. Brain Training camp is you know is, is right around the corner here. Give me a name of a guy that you expect not to make the Vikings roster that would raise an eyebrow.
2: Oh, that would raise an eyebrow. I, does Marcus Sherrill's count? I think so. Okay, I'll, I will go Marcus Sherrill's because I think that Mike Hughes. Their first-round pick is going to be a good punt returner right away, and they really want Holton Hill to make the roster. Holton Hill is an undrafted free agent that they got from Texas, but they feel like they hit the lottery by getting him. He was a guy that failed the drug test at the combine, but who cares about that? Right? Now, well, so, like, the Vikings
3: sure as hell don't. Uh, no, <laughs> he took the don't. pot. I mean. <laughs> yeah, <he did. laughs>
2: I, yeah, the only reason he didn't get drafted is because I think a bunch of teams were like, we can get him undrafted free agent, then we won't have to pay him much. But, um, you know, he's a guy that showed a lot in minicamp, and I think they really want to make the team. So if you're going to include him, and then, of course, Hughes is an addition. You're not cutting Terrence Newman, and then you've got your starters and Mackenzie Alexander. There isn't much room left for another cornerback. So I think that Sheryls might be the odd man out unless he is just unbelievable punt returning.
4: Caller, it's Manny. What is your thoughts on Dalvin Cook? Do they figure he's going to be ready to go right away at training camp, or is there still a little time for him to get all the way back
2: 100%? Well, first, thanks for identifying yourself, Manny. I barely recognize you.
4: <laughs> we get mistaken um, often on the air, Matthew. <laughs>
2: uh, Delvin Cook is way ahead of schedule, which I think they are thrilled about. Uh, when they first talked to us way back in, like, team workouts, uh, this must have been maybe February or early April, March, somewhere there. They said he's not going to come back until training camp to be fully participating, and he was back by mini camp, so a couple of months before they really even expected him to, and he was participating, taking the first-team reps and everything, so, I mean, right now, I think he's right on track to play every preseason game that they want him to, and then be ready to go 100% week one. Hey, uh, Matthew, uh, K-
3: Courtney Cronin's going to be in here for the from the four to five hour tomorrow. Send me a couple of questions I can ask her that'll make her uncomfortable. Will you please? You know, kind of put her on the spot on some team issues that uh, could uh, cause her to uh, want to pull her punches a little bit.
2: Ask her about the long snapping situation. Okay.
3: That's key. <laughs> okay. Hey, my guy, is he back? I don't think he's back. I wrote a column on a long snapper last year, and he, and then I think uh, I think we got rid of him. So, all right. Well,
2: who was it? Was it Kevin McDermott? The second guy. The second guy they had
3: when uh, McDermott got hurt. When McDermott got hurt, who was the guy? I can't remember his name.
2: Wait, you you wrote a column about Jeff Overbaugh? Yeah, I liked him. He was a good story. Oh my he's a, from Alaska. Okay, so do you, know, do you know the thing about Jeff Overbaugh with me and Courtney? No. Oh, this is great. So <laughs> Jeff, Overbaugh, Jeff Overbaugh in the Minneapolis Miracle game got yes. a, an assignment wrong, and he went the wrong way, and that's why the punt got blocked. Okay. So, so the only reason for the Minneapolis Miracle is because See? this backup long snapper went the wrong way. My guy punt. set it up. You're a guy bullet. <laughs> well, that's okay. That,
3: uh, otherwise, hey, we wouldn't have won an SP. We wouldn't have won an SP. We wouldn't have won so, an SP. Give Jeff Overbaugh credit, dang it. Exactly. All so right, Matthew. We've been laughing about that all off season. we so. got to run. Right. Goodbye. See you. Matthew Bye. Collar, ESPN. Uh, 1500ESPN.com. Great stuff on the Vikings. I think he's got a little Zim uh, piece coming up here in the next few days. It might be fun.
1: I'm going to take over this segment. Patrick, I want you to go right to your Twitter account. Look up Kathy Werzer. Do you follow Kathy?
3: I haven't, yes. Yes.
1: She uh, retweeted some tornado footage from down in Iowa that happened here in the last hour or so. Oh, really? It's the most dramatic tornado
5: footage I've ever seen in my life.
2: It's
1: absolutely unbelievable. Is this the one that
5: goes through a housing area? Because I saw it's, one of those. It's a different one. It, goes, it looks like a farm. It looks and like the, it hits a oh farm. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah, you've mm-hmm. got to see this. Kathy retweeted it, and, and then get, I retweeted it, and everybody else. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. Kenny and I were standing out there watching it. Oh, uh, saying my prayers I tonight. Will, uh, mm-hmm.
3: Well, mm-hmm. You know
1: What the heck? And this storm chaser drives right at it. Right to it. Right at it. I would have been driving the other way, 200 miles an hour, urinating myself and crying like a
5: two-year-old. Seriously, Kenny was so upset he was swearing at the guy for driving toward oh, the tornado. What a dum dum!
3: That's a, uh, that's a dark sky there. Isn't me. it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's a, that's what we need at uh, Carnoustie to shape up the golf a little. So, <laughs> that looks like the sky that I saw when I was at Mirfield coming in over the Firth of Fourth and they kept playing. Wow. Ooh, look at that thing. Ooh-wee. That's
5: good. All right. Here's Johnny Hyde. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by Dell. Dell Small Business Technology Advisors know there's nothing small about your business. They provide one on one partnership and reliable Dell PCs with Intel Core processors. Call. 877 by Dell. Pretty Chopin uh, Kevin Kisner has the lead, the first day lead at 5 under, folks tied at 3 under or 4 under, excuse me, Xander Lombard, Eric van Royen, and Tony Finau and uh, there's three fellas who are at 3 under for the day.
0: You know what you are when you're a storm chaser? You are committed to your craft. No, you're
1: not. You're a dummy
0: chasing
5: <laughs>
1: weather. I do not endorse this. Just because you've got a degree in meteorology doesn't mean you
3: go chase the, uh, storms and get greatest, that close. The greatest baseball player since Willie Mays does it in the off season. he said the other night. Oh, Trout, that's Trout, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mike Trout. That although was one of my... F- although the brick outhouse he is, he could just stand there like this. <laughs> See, I dare you. <laughs> Bring it on, weather.
5: <laughs> Twins back at it on Friday. Uh, we did find out today, Miguel Sano, he'll be back in Fort Myers doing his uh, daily workout routine tomorrow. He had left the Miracle last Sunday to go home because of an illness in the family. Well, I, I'm glad mom is cured, but
3: I also find it a coincidence that that it's the all-star break that the, the, his absence seems to cover the All Star break. I mean, could have been some prearranged plans there, too. <laughs> uh,
5: but uh, good luck to mom. Uh, St. Paul Saints now 33-24 and 24 on the season after a road victory over the Sioux City Explorers. They'll play them again tonight. Uh, the Saints, if you haven't been following along, have a two-and-a-half game lead in the American Le- or American Association's North Division.
3: That's good, because we didn't make the playoffs last year, and yeah. I think George Samus was on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Hey, can we mention something
0: about Twitter? Manny and I discussed this off the air. Why now, when I go there, am I seeing things that of people I don't follow, but other people that I do have liked when did that start becoming a thing on social media have you guys noticed that
1: i think it's been there all along has it really no
5: i thought it was too really okay because it's really annoying yeah tim army that's why i block so many people by the way that's probably a good idea yeah yeah yeah. tim army has been hired to coach the iowa wild they're of course a minor league affiliate of the wild army a-r-m-y yep He joins Iowa of the American Hockey League after spending last season as an assistant with Wilkes-Bear Scranton in the AHL. Uh, That's the Penguins affiliate. Before that, he was an assistant with the Avalanche from 2011 to 2017.
3: I think what I'm going to do is uh, contact the local media outlets and move to Des Moines and cover the Wild and the Wolves down there. That would be a good job, don't you think? Freelance. Sure, sure. Go watch those games. Spent,
0: Spent much time in Des Moines, have you?
5: Yeah. yeah. I've driven through it on the way to other places a couple of times. (laughs) The uh, one NBA note. Did you guys see this from Woj? I I I haven't heard you talk about it. Was it a Woj, Bob? It's Carmelo Anthony, of course. uh, being traded. the details. Oklahoma City Thunder have agreed to trade Carmelo Anthony at a protected 2022 first-round pick to the Hawks (laughs) for point guard Dennis Schroeder and Mike Muscala.
4: Mike Muscala. Is is he our guy? Yeah, he's he's one of us. Yeah, he went to... Bucknell, I think yeah, he played college yeah, ball yeah, at, yeah, but well, yeah, he's, he's, so he's
5: so one of us. Yeah. He's going to end up someplace else, though. They're not done. Uh, <laughs> Anthony will be waived. That would make him a free agent, of course. Muscala, though, would be traded to the Philadelphia 76ers for forward Timothy Luawu. Cavaro?
3: Oh, I, I, I
4: can't even help you with that one, John. That I know who boy. he is, but I can't even help you with that one.
3: Well Muscala's probably going there because they didn't get belly because he's right. going to Sacramento.
5: That's probably yeah. what that's all about, Johnny. Yeah. Well, twenty twenty two pick that OKC is sending to Atlanta protected. One through fourteen becomes two second round picks if not conveyed in one year. So. We gotta go because we got
3: a traffic guy who might have some uh yeah. the things to point out to us. Yeah. Tornadoes. Right.
1: Just look at there a there a tornado. Just tornadoes out there. Yeah. Don't We're go done. to Iowa. <laughs> the ride with Royce now continues.
5: File, he was giving them the business.
4: It's time for late
3: hits. You know my dream is still alive for the University of Minnesota, don't you? No, what tell me? Uh, Lane Kiffin is football coach. And Eric Musselman as basketball coach. Those are that my dream. And then Whalen. And then we got Whalen. Sure. And Moscow. If we could, if you know, if the the two other guys move on to bigger and better places, I, my dream is Lane Kiffin. We're halfway there, right? And Eric Musselman basketball, right? If the, if the other two guys, yeah, we're halfway there already. Anyway, cool conversations
2: <laughs> for breakfast.
3: <laughs> anyway, Larry Fedora yesterday made a complete ass of himself. The North Carolina coach who, by the way, they've had to report a bunch of violations too. Did you mm-hmm. see that? Uh, he, uh, at the, uh, they had the, uh, conference USA. No, they had the Atlantic coast conference media days going on. And he basically came out saying, we're not going to recognize football we're playing it too soft and it's going to hurt it's not only going to hurt football it's going to hurt the country uh if we don't you know if we don't have this example of toughness oh, basically what an idiot. and uh CTEs, he also called uh, uh the CE there's no i'm not sure that anything has proven that football itself causes CTE fedor also said well, Lane Kiffin was at Conference USA Media Days in Frisco, Texas. And uh, he uh, said uh, he's definitely worried about CTE. Uh, and he said, you see these long-term issues with these older NFL players. And he said uh, he also, he's got a son getting ready to play tackle football. And he said, uh Yes, the game's going to change. It's going to change, and uh, we we probably uh, – it's got to change to keep going. But here was his best stuff. Oklahoma is playing – Florida Atlantic is starting the season at Oklahoma on September 1st. And their quarterback is expected to be Kyler Murray, who elected to play football for the Sooners this season despite being taken ninth overall by Oakland in last month's MLB draft. And he uh, Kiffin said he should change his mind and go to baseball. He was joking at first, but then he said, I didn't realize he would go that high. It's crazy that he doesn't go play baseball this year. Think of all the concussion the issues that are out there in college football and wow. the NFL. <laughs> he should go play baseball. What a beauty he is, Kiffin. He's, <laughs> we want Kiffin. We want Kiffin. Yes. Stephen A. Smith, very upset with ESPN. You know why? Why? Did you see this, Manny? I did not. His show is going to be simulcast. His radio show is going to be simulcast on ESPN, but he is mad it's going to be on ESPN News instead of either ESPN or ESPN 2. Why does he care? Stephen Smith's radio show airs weekdays 1 to 3. ESPN has Outside the Lines and NFL Live. And ESPN two replaced Smith's morning program, First Take, but he uh, he apparently is pouting because he wants uh, he wants it on either ESPN or ESPN. is
0: he that big of a draw? Oh, to be this big of a pain what you're gonna say
3: is he that big of an egomaniac? no no I
0: I got a first-hand experience of how big of an egomaniac he is when I did the Super Bowl thing with those guys out at the Mall of America he's a giant pain in the ass but mm-hmm. he's got to be worth it to them
4: for them to be able to keep putting up with this crap
3: oh you must uh,
4: I don't know he's, he's got a- I think he's got like three million followers on Twitter people people Eat it up. They, but this, they love is it. The, this is the you age of the.
3: Back, he doesn't write anymore, right? He doesn't write, I don't think. I don't believe he so, did, no. But he was writing for the Philadelphia. Philadelphia
4: Inquirer, right?
3: I had a friend at the Philadelphia Inquirer who occasionally would show me examples of his raw copy. Mm. He didn't. He had to redo some of his papers in English class. I want oh, to tell I, you see, that back I see. I see. It, it was kind of a, a unique style. It was. Uh, well, he make he invents words. Whoever on. read Stephen A.'s copy had to work as hard as whoever reads Sid's copy at the Star <laughs> Tribune and put it that way. Michael Porter Jr. Everybody has congratulated the Denver Nuggets for landing him 14th. Uh, uh, this year, because uh, a lot of teams stayed away from him for because
4: uh, he had the, back, the back injury. Yep.
3: Has undergone surgery of the lumbar spine. Uh, he's had a second surgery on his spine. The procedure was uh, performed in uh, Dallas. It is the second back procedure for Porter, who played in just three games as a freshman at Missouri. Uh, so that would make me nervous if I was the Denver.
4: Me- meanwhile, Knicks fans were all worked up because they took Kevin Knox ahead of Michael Porter Jr. and Kevin Knox was dunking and shooting threes over everybody in summer league. Mm-hmm.
3: Here's a man after my own heart. This is a quote. This won't live. This won't live in infamy like uh, practice. Practice. It was just practice. But Jabari Parker says uh, basically that uh, you make money playing offense. Nobody makes money playing defense. He said. <laughs> and, uh, he signed a two-year, forty million dollar contract yeah. with the hometown Bucks, and uh, basically, basically said defense doesn't matter.
4: Well, if no. defense
3: doesn't matter, why don't we have him? That's
4: right. We want well, him. Well, I mean, gosh, if he's not going to play defense, and you got Zach Levine not mm-hmm, going to play any mm-hmm. defense, Freddie Hoyerberg, good luck. <laughs>
3: Julio Jones apparently very upset that it got out that uh, the uh, Falcons have no intentions of redoing his contract. He signed a five-year $71.25 uh, million extension in 2015 with $47 million guaranteed. He's due $10 million this year. And now uh, they say that it'll be, it's a mystery as to whether he's going to show up this week. Uh, or next week for uh, the start of training uh, They drafted training a kid in
0: the first round, too, a
3: receiver, didn't they? The, uh, the Alabama you, kid. The NFL's got a system where it costs you 40000 a day if you don't show up for really? training camp when you have a contract. So good luck to Julio. Julio, you signed a deal, and there's a lot, a lot of guaranteed money in it, and, you know, they... Atlanta's got enough. After paying Matt Ryan, they got enough salary cap problems. They probably can't afford and, and
4: Julio return. And Julio, there are a lot of other guys in the NFL who are getting screwed a lot more than you are. That's true. Show up.
3: All righty. We shall return and see if there's any daily complaints. Do you have the time? to listen
4: to me whine. Now, on the Ride with
1: Royce, let's hear the boys' daily complaints.
3: My daily complaint is I forgot to mention this, Manny. I mentioned it to you. We have heard uh, I got an email from our gal Tate, uh, the eight-year-old gal from Croatia who we met at Croatian Hall, and uh, she wanted to know how to uh, send to her father a little clip of uh, you and I talking to her. But uh, I, I how long are you staying? I said, and blah blah blah. Well, August 5th, she's very excited, uh, Reavers, because they're going to Barley, they're going to see their grandparents in Greenwald, Minnesota, and they're going to Barley Day in Greenwald, Oh, Barley <laughs> Day, and <At> Stearns, <laughs> Stearns County League there. And she wow. says it's great, uh, she's very excited about going there before she heads back home. August. And this 7th. is the one that
0: dishes out the is, attitude. Yeah, yeah, she's got
3: these. But uh very if, if she's writing her own emails, she's about seventeen going on eight as far as uh English is concerned. Oh, good for her. Uh, what do you got, Manny?
4: Uh well we talked about it in late hits, but my daily complaint is with Larry Fedora. Just just stop. I mean, why, what what are you what are you doing? What are you talking about? And then of course he tried to backtrack on his statements like anybody anytime any idiot says something stupid and it's just come on man like they're they're implementing these rules into football to make the game safer just stop with this old school they're not tough enough
3: just You're barbaric trying, to, talk. trying to figure out a way to get kids the parents to allow them to keep playing right it's exactly the future so of that the you game, can dummy. cheat and
4: recruit players in yes. North Carolina and whatnot but yeah anyway
0: mm-hmm. uh my daily complaint is is this time of the year? There's nothing going on. What do you mean? Well, All Star Break Week. I love the All Star Game, but after that, it's we gotta wait till Friday. There's nothing to do. There's nothing the to talk about. There's nothing Cardinals. to watch
3: tonight. Cubs Cardinals tonight. Oh, there tonight. is a game tonight. That's Six right. Tonight. All right, Cubs I retract Cardinals. my daily complaint. God, well, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, my daily complaint, my real seriously daily complaint, is the uh, shocking news that uh, Doug Hennis has died in yes, sixty-three. You know. uh, I've worked with him at the Pioneer Press. He was uh, the city editor there uh, my last few years in St. Paul. And then he went to the the St. Thomas in 1990 and has been over there for 28 years. Everybody over there knows him. And I, I used to see him at the St. Thomas football games it was about the, or a basketball game if I went I'd see him often. He's a really good guy, 63 years old, uh, at work yesterday, good health uh, by all appearances. And uh, he must have had that Widowmaker that uh, Rodney Carew had and some of those, uh, you know, I'm I'm not sure, but... but, uh, unexpectedly, and uh, a real good guy, and a lot of people. In it, I mean, everybody who worked with him, St. Paul, like obviously knows him, but a lot of people in the Twin Cities media know him from uh, when he got to St. Thomas, and he was kind of their, he was kind of the voice of St. Thomas mm-hmm. when when something came up that they would. This is the only market he ever worked stand. in, correct? Is
0: that what you said? He only well, worked in the he Twin was in Cities. St.
3: Paul for he had to be. If it was some other market, it was as a kid, you know, early twenties, sure. because he was at St. Paul for eight, 10 years before he went to St. Thomas. So, uh, Dougie Ennis. Yeah. It's a, a bad deal. Uh, 63 years old and, uh, good family man and a good, good dude. Didn't have, uh, you see at those, uh, eight, didn't have anybody, uh, whatever saying bad about him. So even the guys, even the people that worked for him as a city editor, I thought he was great.
0: A lot of like what we'll say about
3: you. That's right. That's right. Hopefully, uh, in the future. But who knows? All righty. Tomorrow, gentlemen. Tomorrow, Courtney Cronin will be in and air from 4 to 5, and we will break down the Vikings uh, getting ready to start camp.